Hey ladies, welcome to the Diamond Hands podcast. So you want to own a med spa? Welcome to our community and explore the exciting industry of medical aesthetics and hear from experienced med spa owners and relevant industry experts to guide you on your path. Mindset, money, practice management, marketing, find it here. All right, guys, welcome back to the Diamond Hands Podcast. We are so excited today to have Cindy Barshop, um, who is the owner of V-Spot Med Spa in New York, and you may have um, obviously seen her before on Real Housewives of New York. So, Cindy, welcome. Hi, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> so basically... Tell us a little bit more about yourself and, you know, what made you get into business in the first place? So, um, interesting, my background's IBM. So I was a little bit of a tech head starting out college, but I I tended to go into all these uh, women's health and taboo subjects. So when I first got out of college, while I was working for IBM, there was a new technology that came out, and that was for ingrown hairs, laser mm-hmm. hair removal. So anything that I have a problem with, I'm all over. So yeah. I researched the technology. I was like, this is groundbreaking. You have to think about it before they had it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, this is going to be the greatest thing. So I went out and bought a laser machine and started <laughs> creating the first spa, which was uh, completely bare on Madison Avenue. Yeah. And then who, know, who knows, I was going to stay with bikinis and go over to the V-spot. So. <laughs> well, this well, is yeah. like, you know, your auntie's med spa. <laughs> this is something a little bit new. So, you know, with this, you know, tell us a little bit more about how you even started the concept of having a med spa that is just for the V. The V. So, so basically, I had two of them, one for completely bare for the laser hair removal. And the V-Spot is for women's intimate and sexual health. And what happens is, and I'm you know, taking a look right now and going backwards, I always see like a white space in the market. And interesting enough, all the white space has to do with women's health and personal grooming. And it goes back to all the you know, inequalities that you know, women face. But for some reason, you know, I look at these issues that we have and I say, this is not what we should be doing. We shouldn't be suffering with our hairs because we need to go to the doctor to get them removed or this, that, when there's technology, or we shouldn't be peeing in our pants. Um, you know, this is 2021. <laughs> um, there has to be something out there than to Kegel, you know, which yeah. came out in, in 1940s. So uh, I think um, what I do is I look at the technology advances in certain markets and mm. the technology is simple. They just have to bring it out there and help women. Wow. Yeah. So amazing. Um, and you know, another thing I kind of want to know, and people obviously want to know because you're a successful business owner, you know, with like, what would you say is like your favorite marketing hack? Like, I know that you talk about technology and you love that and everything. I don't know if it's a marketing hack or something that I do so different, but I really try to stand bold in my theory. Like the name of the company completely bare on Madison Avenue. Like my mom was like, don't call it that called Cindy bar shop. On Madison, I was like, no, mom. Like, you know, kind of putting it in people's faces or the V spot, you know, science, sex, strength is our tag. It's yeah. really um, kind of breaking the taboo and the norms 
And yeah. that actually, it's not any brilliant marketing plan. It's kind of just puts you in the forefront of helping people and making real differences. And I don't, I don't believe in fluff, you know, yeah. put this cream on and you look 10 years later, tell the clients exactly what they're going to get. Yeah. And that's awesome. Like, so when you first started, like what were people saying about your business? Was it like, mm-hmm. were you getting a lot of mixed reviews as far as like, Oh my God, V spa were people, women scared to come to you at first? Like how'd you break through to your target audience? Sure. Um, so it's really interesting when you're dealing with taboo subjects and I always look at my whole team for that. Um, if you ever bring up whether it'd been completely bare or the V spot, you're talking about a taboo subject where these issues that we face affects the majority of women. It becomes a topic of conversation that people are really interested in talking about. Mm-hmm. So if you, like anybody here, if you go to, if you go to a party and you, you say, oh, what do you do? I do this, that's, and the other thing. Oh, I work at a, um, an intimate sexual health spa on Madison Avenue. It's like, it opens up the question for people to start so like, talking what? about it. <laughs> Right. So it's really it kind of brings itself around because people want to know. I mean, the only thing you know about, you know, after you have a baby, it's supposed to pop back. Well, I'm still waiting for it to pop up. And so is 90 percent of the other women out there that's going to pop up. That's not true. So if there's things, simple treatments to do, it really kind of takes its own momentum that way. Yeah, that's so awesome. And so, you know, with that, you just kind of follow up on that question. Like in your practice, what would you say is the most, um, like you know, the, the 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 most like utilized treatment? Would you say? You know, it's interesting because everybody has different experiences in their life. So I have to say, when I start going through the different, uh, everybody asks us, "What's the what's the number one treatment?" So it yeah. really is the number one treatment based on where you are in your life cycle. So for mm-hmm. instance, when people are having menstrual cramps and are always at, you know, the beach and things like that, they don't want to have, they want a vagatial. They want a, a bikini <laughs> lightning or anal lightning to even out the, the line there. Or if you're getting cramps, they want a, um, a V-steam. Now, if you take the next person, they're going to be pregnant soon, right? They're preparing, it's pre-pregnancy. What do they want to do? Right now, mm-hmm. they have their thing. They're more worried about getting pregnant. Well, what are they worried about? Well, maybe they should start sitting on the chair to do the Kegels so the pregnancy is easier, you know, yeah. when you push the baby out. So that's a big thing. Or after you have the baby, what we were saying, it doesn't pop back. So a lot of women, they lose, um, they have looseness. Um, they don't feel the friction or you have one out of four women have urinary leakage. So mm-hmm. then it would be like the Kegel chair. Yeah. Um, or the femilift if they're tissue stressed. So it's not one treatment because we have the whole gamut of women's intimate health and sexual health because yeah. one treatment usually is not the cure for everything. And True. it's not. And that's why we have every single technology that's available from HIFEM, CO2, um, radio frequency, PRP. So it's usually a combination of treatments that gets the person to that step of euphoria, I guess. Euphoria. Mm. And I saw some old spot treatments, but I don't know if we could talk about those. <laughs> I'm like, Leslie, what type of podcast is this? I'm like, we should listen to this episode. Sex in the city. Sex <laughs> in the city. Exactly. Sex in the city. That's awesome. And so, you know, as a business owner, you're dealing with women and everything. This, 
you know, what do you do in order to really stay motivated and consistent? Like, what's your, like, I know your, your why is like woman and woman's health, you know, but what do you do to stay motivated and consistent? What drives well, I think, that? you know, it's really two parts. Um, it's, I have a team that just don't settle. So when I'm hiring people, I kind of have the same type of person that has the same vision as myself. So for instance, yes, we are doing a great job. My clients are thrilled. We're getting more clients every day. We're making them super happy and everything's great. <laughs> but is that enough? So for some people, that's enough. For other people, they want to educate more people, get the word out there. I've stopped the 300 million women who are suffering with the urinary leakage, libidos, all these different things, want to get the word out there. So I guess what keeps me motivated is that, okay, I have a place here. I have a place in Philly. What do I want to do? I want to launch by a product line that actually has clinical studies that can help women anywhere in the country achieve orgasm. You know, not the fluff products that are out there. I can't stand those products. You know, they'll put this on, smell this, and you're going to have an orgasm. Well, that doesn't work. You have to have clinical <laughs> studies to bring blood flow to the clitoris. So I think that's what motivates me is just the clients. And I think it's the team. We all have the same vision. Yeah, that's that's so cool. I, I can't wait till I get to New York. I'm going to have to be like, <laughs> you are coming <laughs> in, lady. Come on in. <laughs> for the first ladies in our 30s, you know. <laughs> it's for every age. You know what, though? It's about keeping healthy, enjoying your intimacy, and enjoying sex. It's not just for men. Yeah, exactly. And that's true. And that's also a taboo that only men get to enjoy. But I'm so happy that we're living in a uh -huh. time where, you know, women are kind of getting cued into the fact that, yeah, we should enjoy it too at every stage of our lives. Right. Our new line here is fake your age, not your orgasm. Don't fake <laughs> orgasm. Yeah. Well, so my team, it just actually helps me motivate to kind of bring the world, you know, I say the world, which sounds very aggressive, but that's what we believe that we're going to be, you know, world dominance for women's sexual health. <laughs> That's so awesome. I love it. And, you know, so tell me about like something in the B spot med spot that you like, a, like mm -hmm. a, a goal you accomplished there that you thought you would never be able to. And you seem like a woman who can use, say, I'm going to achieve something. And I'm going to do it. But tell me about something that you were like, mm, I'm not sure if I'm going to hit this. And I, you did it. Our numbers <laughs> during the pandemic. <laughs> You know, it's interesting. Yeah. So I was pretty um, surprised we even increased 20% during the pandemic. And I think it's kind of, you know, the positive things that we look at during this whole crisis that we're all going through, you know, what's the, you know, silver lining. And for me, it was spending time, which you hear a lot of moms saying with their children. And what I'm noticing is women are saying that, you know, I'm super important and I need to take care of myself. I mean, I'm also, you know, one of those people I need to get to the dermatologist and things like that. And when you start taking mm -hmm. care of yourself and you say, I'm important, then everybody else feels better in the whole family. So I think that had a lot to do with it. Of women just saying, you know what, I'm super important in this whole thing. Like, look yeah. at what I accomplish. Yeah, that's amazing. And congratulations for your numbers during COVID. I know it's been an, an interesting Hi. time, but like you said, women at home, maybe they're home with their partners more often and, uh, <laughs> They have yeah. time to figure things out. Like we've been together for 60 days and I have an orgasm. Right. Really. Gotta do something about <laughs> no, and it's like, you know, you really start thinking about, you know, what's priority in my life? You know, is it making money? Is it feeling good? Is it being healthy? Yeah. You know, that, it's all about health. I think a lot of us realize that now slow down.
Exactly. Slow down. And that's so important. And, you know, speaking about women and, you know, empowering women, and I know that's something that you're so passionate about. Um, and I'm passionate about that too, but, you know, tell me, when do you think, do you ever think there's a, a point in time that we go too far in supporting each other that we actually exclude our male allies? Like, what do you think about that in the women's movement today? No, I, I, I mean, I'm, maybe my eyes haven't been open to something, but I don't feel like we're excluding the men. I, I don't. I think that there's so many things we need to catch up with. And I'm not, you know, I'm not part of the hate men, you know, society. I love that. <laughs> and I think, you know, it's, it's, we, you know, we allowed it to happen to ourselves too. I mean, we take some responsibility for it. Mm -hmm. I mean, right now, what's the, um, I'm trying to think of it. You know, certain drugs are not actually even tested on women, you know, some antidepressants and they put them out there. There are wow. certain types of diseases that have only been tested on men. And mm. so, I mean, it goes so far back that, you know, I'm just scratching the surface. I mean, the government yeah. needs to be involved. Yeah. Yeah. The even Prozac, that's the one. I read Prozac was never tested on a woman <gasps> in its clinical studies. I mean, think about that. That's crazy. Right. Half the stuff that they're saying to, um, what is it? they tell you to Kegel. That's the big doctor's rule, Kegel. Well, you can't Kegel at home. It's like impossible. It's very, very rare that you're able to Kegel to exercise your 10 pelvic floor muscles to actually mm -hmm. help with the baby or to stop the urinary leakage. Mm -hmm. You know, why do you think there's 500 books on it? 500 books, how to Kegel, you Kegel classes, Kegel videos, Kegel this, because nobody could goddamn Kegel. That's why. I mean, if, if it's simple, you know, you read you read the manual, you do it. So that, I find that really wild that that because of Prozac, you see it all over the television and everywhere else. And it, I would never even think to think that it was not tested on a woman and, you know, postpartum depression and all sorts of things that maybe. Right. Exactly. So that's just one of so many. There is. Wow. Um, Here's another one. So, you know, Viagra came out 15 years ago, 17 mm -hmm. years ago, FDA approved, brings blood flow to the penis, enhances their orgasm, helps them orgasm. Great. Mm -hmm. Since then, the FDA has approved, approved a plethora. Up until like three years ago mm -hmm. or four years ago, there was a pill that came out finally for women. Wow. Um, it was called Addy, or they called it the pink pill, just like, you know, Viagra's a blue pill. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the company did millions and billions of dollars. Number one company went out there. It's the new Viagra for women. Well, you uh -huh. know what that is? It's a form of antidepressant. What? It doesn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that why? Okay. I'm just like, Can you, what? Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. It's not physical for men, but for women, it's in our heads. Psychological. Yeah. Yes. That, yeah, and that's another conversation you get into all day. I was reading an article actually. I thought it was really interesting. Um, and they were, they were saying, like, you know, women more than men have to fantasize, as, as, you know, and it's all in their brains. And mm -hmm. so that's very interesting. So, yeah. you know, with that, you know, as, as a woman business owner, you know, you've really been kind of like making inroads and everything like that. And I just want to ask, you know, how scary was it? And I know you started your first business, you know, years ago. But how scary was it to make the leap from, you know, non-business owner to, you know, this IBM techie to now right. I have my businesses and now you're, you know, you're doing new businesses and things, you know, and what hurdles did you have to overcome when you're doing yeah. that? 
So um, I was lucky when I was younger, you know, I was making a very nice income, you know, at IBM, but I wasn't happy. I went to work every day unhappy. Mm. And just using arbitrary numbers, I said, okay, dollars in the bank. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, and I'm making $200 a year, let's say. I'm happy if I try this, especially when you're younger, what's the worst thing? I lose the $200 and I go back to work. So mm -hmm. you're not risking, you have to kind of like put your risk, you know, like people are like, oh my God, if I lose all my money, da, 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 da. you know, also you have to, I was talking when I was younger though, too. Mm -hmm. But if you just mitigate it, so I'm not happy. So I can always go back and get a job. You can always go yeah. back and pretty much get your job back or a yeah. job like that. But you're not going to have a time to take this risk. And it's not really a risk anymore. It's kind of just an opportunity. And that's how I look at it. And that's interesting. And, you know, and kind of like following up on that, like, you know, what would you say to the women who are, you know, like very risk averse and they're, they're just completely risk averse, but they really, really, really want to do it. But they're maybe in their like forties, like fifties right. and they have so, a family. Right. You have a family. So first of all, I always think, you know, you can do both. I'm sorry. There's excuses everywhere. I did both. I did both. I started, um, v-spot while i was uh i mean i'm sorry completely bare while i was still at ibm i told everybody the truth i worked mm -hmm. early in the morning before i got to work at eight o'clock in the morning and i worked afterwards so i mean there there's ways of doing it you know i mean if you don't fail then you're never going to succeed mm. so i mean you have to fail to succeed yeah otherwise you're just gonna be that's so true and and yeah. like you know at that point in time, like, you know, when was it that you were like, when you were kind of in that middle in between spot, at what point did you just say, okay, I'm committed, I'm going all in, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do this, like all the way? Um, you know, I was lucky enough to do it while I was like at IBM. So like I, I left IBM, like I quit because I just felt guilty. Because I didn't have, you know, when you're in sales, you don't have to work that many hours if you're making mm -hmm. your quota. But, um, you know, just so, as soon as I felt a little comfort that it would be beneficial, you know, once mm -hmm. we start getting traction, then I'm like, all right, I'm all in. Yeah. So Pretty that much all in in the beginning. Oh, wait. <laughs> I'm with my big purchases <laughs> of lasers. Now I look back. <laughs> That's awesome. You're just like dropping. You know, Dobie, you know, if it works, then you, like you say to yourself, how is it not going to work? How could this mm -hmm. not work if I could... 300 million women, they have choices of surgery mm -hmm. or they could do this non-invasive, you know, types of treatment that work. You know, what type of risk am I really taking there? At some point, they're going to all have to do it. Exactly. You exactly. know, really, what's the risk? If you know that it's solid and it's true and you believe in your products and your mm -hmm. services, not that much of a risk. Yeah. And, and you know, for me, the way I think about it, that's why I kind mm -hmm. of do white space in the market like if I was going to come out with like a cool you know clothing line mm -hmm. uh, I'd be scared just because that's not my forte <laughs> <laughs> and that makes sense so it's like all that vision that you have and you, you believe in yourself is just a huge thing and you know with that it's like what what do you enjoy it's pretty clear to me but I just wanted to kind of flush it out like what do you enjoy most about your business and like what would you say is your most inspiring kind of client story that you could think of wow we have we have a bunch of client stories we really do but um you know i have to say it's a group of them it's not one client story i can tell you when they come in 
and they're really having a problem, let's say, with painful sex and intimacy with their husband or their partner, um, you see it in their face. I think I still love him. You know, it hurts, so we don't have sex. Or I don't feel like having sex with him anymore. What is it? It could be hormones. So, I mean, from taking women from this level, and then by the time they're leaving, which is a short time frame, they are so happy. You could see it in their faces. You could see how they walk. You could see how they buy things. Then they start other treatments. I mean, and it's women of all ages, really of all ages, that you're just kind of opening up. And then a lot of women who are divorced have never been with another man before. You know, they're like, am I normal down there? We're like, yeah, absolutely normal. Come in. <laughs> we'll show you. You're just like everybody else. You know, you're not alone. Everybody's nervous starting off new relationships. Yeah. That's so amazing. And that you are able to make that, you know, impact for women that are at all these different stages of life. And I can't even imagine, uh, you know, being with the same person my whole entire life. And then all of a sudden, whoo. Yeah, it's like not interested. Exactly. So, you know, you, so it affects their, you know, their psyche, their mindset, how you feel about yourself. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm the same, you know, if I'm not having intimacy, I'm starting to gain a little weight, this and that, you know, it's not that I'm insecure. It's just kind of how things work in my world. Some people, yeah. you know, that affects me. Yeah, definitely. I mean, same here. <laughs> so like, I, I would say, you know, and the next thing I want to ask you, you know, um, for the woman business owners out there, you know, what are some of your golden nugget tips for hiring and building a vision based business? Like, how do you get them some people you're hiring to like have to play into your vision? How do you lead? All right. So I think the first thing is kind of who you surround yourself with when you're starting a new business. I have to say that you're going to hear so much negative and try to kind of take that like, you know, 99% of business fails or how are you going to do this? How are you going to get there? How are you going to do that? One of the things like I do is like, I'll say, okay, I want to open a place. It has to be on Madison Avenue. Mm -hmm. And all right, I'm going to open the place. Oh, I need a doctor. And then I don't write out every, I mean, the doctor was a big thing, but I don't write <laughs> out every little part of it. It's you slowly, slowly. And then you look back and go, wow, look how much I accomplished. So, I mean, you could overwhelm yourself with everything, but so stay focused, surround yourself with people that believe in you, or if they don't believe in it, don't listen to their, you know, their, you know, their vision and just start a slum with little goals. I mean, mm -hmm. you can't start off with the big ones. And also with hiring kind of go with your gut, but the most important thing, I would absolutely get references and then Google the person. I mean, mm -hmm. we have social media now. You could see if they're the type of person that you want in your place and, you know, yeah kind of their um, goals and attitudes just from social media itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, also, what would you say is your biggest word of advice besides some of these things you just mentioned for those coming into the industry, you know, who want to own a med spa business? Biggest advice? Um, don't. Look at other people's. I mean, everybody says, okay, med spa, I'm going to make a, a fortune. I'm going to make a fortune. Try to create something that you believe in, you see is different. So instead of copying somebody, I always say that, you know, nobody has a new idea. You kind of get it from somebody else. So instead of copying one person, go to a whole bunch of different med spas, kind of take notes of what you like about them, what treatments they're doing and mm -hmm. take, you know, your vision and you could, yes, copy or feed off of it. 
-hmm. of other people's ideas, but take it to your vision. So don't just copy some person, go into a whole group of them and see what you like, see what it is, and make sure that you have a mission with it. Something that you feel like a med spa, you know, it could be, it could be, you know, facials, it could be laser facials, it could be laser hair removal, this and that. It's kind of stay with your focus. Like at the V spot, we only, only buy technology that has to do with women's health. So from even to the point of like that kind of goes back through the changes. Like we do a vampire breast lift. Um, mm -hmm. It's all natural PRP. It's not your vagina, but women's breasts get deflated after they have babies. So we yeah. kind of stay in our realm. We even have something called the M sculpt, which is pretty popular in a lot of med spas because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, it reduces fat, increases muscle. But the reason why we have it is because it helps women after childbirth because it helps with their diastasis rectus, which kind of spreads sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, so there's all different things that we kind of keep it with our mission. So it's yeah. women's wellness and intimate health. You know, so that's kind of like, I don't go out and say like, you know, and we do Botox, <laughs> you, you know, be an expert. Okay. Oh my God. I love that. Be an expert. I think that's the biggest thing. So many people are so scared, Cindy, of just you know, they're so scared of specializing and they want to do everything and work with everyone. And it's like, that does not work. It can, but it's right. not, no, it's not the best. Or, right. Or you say, you know what? I'm going to do everything, but I'm going to have the best customer service that anybody ever saw in this marketplace. And that's how I'm going to differentiate myself. Everybody's going to get a handwritten note. Everybody's going to get a phone call afterwards. They're going to get, you know, just be different and just be what you want to go to. That's what I say. Yeah, I think that's awesome. So, you know, last but not least, you know, everyone wants to know, how can our listeners find you? Um, is there like anything you're currently promoting that you'd like to share, a product, a service, event, anything like that? Promoting, I don't know. But um, if somebody wants to come in, we could do complimentary consultations or actually if it's anywhere in the country, we could send you someplace. Um, what I would suggest is to go onto the website. It's vspot, which is V-S-P-O-T, Medi, M-E-D-I, spa, S-P-A. And look through of all the different treatments that we have. And if there's something that you're interested in, we could either send you at-home products for like an orgasm. We have the great orgasm, um, <laughs> intimate serum. Or, you know, or we can find a place that may have some of the services. They now won't have all of them because we're the only ones who have all of them. But, um, you know, or just ask us questions on what could be done and maybe we'll be coming to your place soon. Well, that's that vision. The V vision, right? <laughs> vision. Big awesome. V. Oh, what my new thing, Vulva. Everybody, we have, it's not a vagina, it's a vulva. And a lot of people oh. know that, but you know what? I didn't know that even when I began. That's what, yeah. that's the new thing. It's a vulva, not a vagina. I know. Looking, <laughs> yeah. I remember taking me back to the anatomy classes, and I'm like looking at it, I'm like, oh, we have that. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Exactly. Me and my poor pastor parents. I. I, I <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe they won't listen to this episode. <laughs> I know. I'll be like, Mom, don't don't listen to this one, please. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. But Cindy, thank you so much for your time. This was thank awesome. you. Love You're lovely. Oh, thank I like you. to stay in touch. You're amazing. You're a great interviewer. So thank you for having me. Like what you heard? Please leave us a review. I appreciate you listening and your support. 
follow us on Instagram at Plan Life Happens and comment on this episode's post. Also, I appreciate your feedback and ideas. Improving is the name of the game. I'm Leslie Tracy, your host. Thanks for listening.